Uh, the flesh versus the spirit. This is the second part of, and I'm hot here, in the uh, auditorial sense, sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to start here, and we're going to talk about the second part of Galatians. And last week, you know, I want to kind of, we've broken this up into two sections here, into uh, the section we talked about last week, which was a conscious effort to be known for our relationship with God. And then now we're going to talk about this this war that Paul brings up between the flesh uh, flesh and the spirit. And and I wanted to just kind of take a little bit different uh, approach to it. Um, and, you know, the, the, this is the section of Scripture that we're going to talk about. It's uh, a, a, This is what we talked about last week. We're going to do a 60-second review here, okay? So this is a section, so we can give ourselves some context. I don't know if you've noticed, every single time I, uh, I, I teach, we talk about context. Because all too often, I think, in today's church, we take a piece of scripture and we rip it out of the context and we just say, hey, this is what it says. And did it? Is that what the author meant? Is that what God meant? So context is, is more important in, in certain aspects than what we can actually read out of those words. The context is critically important. So we're going to talk about that every time, every, every time we get together this way. Um, it says, this is a scripture leading up to where we were. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. They're warring against it. They're contrary to one another, uh, so that you do not uh, do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Paul brings it right back down to the Galatians. They're all about the law. And he's pulling it right back that if you're walking in the spirit, you're not under the law. It brings it right back to, uh, back to him. Okay. So, um, the walk equals what you're known for. Uh, th- these are the principal uh, points out last week. Uh, your walk is what you're known for. Uh, you have to make it a continual habit. The interpretation of that, is, uh, that verse was actually keep on walking in the Spirit. So, it's a daily, hourly, and for me, minute by minute uh, opportunity to, to, to walk correctly. All right? Uh, your flesh, you can't control it, but Paul brings it right back around to the Galatians and says, really, your focus just needs to be a single thing. Number five there, if you focus on walking in the Spirit, you do not feel, fulfill the lust of the flesh. So that's that was the whole point of this first paragraph is stay focused. Stay focused. Walk in the Spirit. Don't worry about not doing these other things. If you do focus about walking in the Spirit, you're in good shape and you're where you need to be. Okay, so anagrams. This is something we were, uh, I'd had hoped to get to last week, but we didn't. So look at these, look at these uh, five words, okay? And this is a set of anagrams. And anagram is when they mix up the letters and it still spells out something, right? Okay. So look at these five words. Take a second and see what you think you remember those to be. Okay. All right. Everybody got that? Okay, now look at these. This is a different set. Uh, this is a set of words. Okay. Those are a little harder. Okay. If you look at them side by side, it adds a little bit more, right? And hopefully, 
came to realize that there's the same list. Father, football, doctor, outcome, and teacher. Okay? Well, what happens, what happens if you are, if, it, it, do you remember now what those five words were? Well, study, the reason I wanted to show those to you, because studies show that if you solve the five on the right, chances are you're going to remember those five words and the order that they were in because you worked harder for it. Okay? All right? If you just saw the ones on the left, chances are you, you have a 60% more likely to remember the five words themselves if you solved the, 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 the set of words on the right because you worked harder for them. And that's the same thing, that if you work harder, if you work, uh, you know, uh, that was the last lesson we pulled out of last week, is that you have to work for it. The 10,000 hour rule, remember that? That if you put 10,000 hours into anything, you can master it, right? Same thing. If you work at walking in the Spirit, you'll get it. If you don't work at it, you don't get it. Okay? Um, I had an opportunity to apply this lesson last week right after... We left here because you know, many of you know my wife's a pianist and she plays in the, in the service and everything. And last week, for some reason, we kind of broke our normal habit and uh, we brought one car. She usually drives her own car and then we meet at the restaurant, right? Well, I took her, my, my daughter and I both, we took her down to the other campus uh, to play and uh, dropped her off there. And so we went out and... Uh, after the service here, you know, we, we just kind of headed to the restaurant, and I'm sitting at the restaurant, and I've texted her where we're going, I'm, I'm being faithful husband and everything, and I get the call at the, at the, uh, at the re uh, restaurant, it says, did you forget me? And, and, you know, it's like, ah! <laughs> we're sitting there with the Flemings, and, you know, they were kind enough to watch our kids while we, while I booked it down to the, to the other campus to go pick her up. Now, I don't know that I specifically set any land records, but you know, I'm at that point. I'm trying to make it right. I'm trying to to get this thing uh, thing right. Uh, was I walking in the spirit? <sighs> Not really, because uh, <laughs> because I was I was looking looking to to make it right. And we'll talk about that specific example here in just a few minutes because I, I want to bring it right back home to y'all. Okay, with this week. So, this is the, the first section of the scripture, is the works of the flesh. Now, I want to take just a second and kind of explain a little bit how I want to approach the lesson today. Because, see, typically, whenever you talk about this passage of scripture, you got a list of the works of the flesh, and then you get a list of the fruits of the Spirit. Um, if you've been in church a year, You've heard something about this, right? Okay, it's one of the most common things, and everybody focuses on the list. So I don't want to focus on the list. All right, all right. I'll, I'll put it up on the screen for just a second and so forth. But I don't want to talk about. I want to talk really about everything that happens outside of the lists, and compare. I mean, there there are people that have compared. Oh, these are the uh, these are the flesh sins, and then these are the mind sins, and then these are the you know, and, and they get all caught up in it and. And, 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 and I think there's really something that's just Paul put, you know, kind of puts it in place here. And it's in the very first 
very first sentence says, now the works of the flesh and flesh are evident. And he says, you know, these, and it really, the context really there is more that they are self-evident. Okay? Uh, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, uh, selfish ambitions, uh, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, speeding to go pick up your wife, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Lots of controversy around that, that phrase there. So, here's the bad list, okay? Uh, this is the bad list, right? You know, these are the things that we're not supposed to do. But what did Paul just say in the, in the previous verse? He said not to, don't try to not do these things. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to stay focused on walking in the Spirit. So, is this list really all that important? I really don't think so. Okay? So, works of the flesh is not just a list. It's really, the works are actually self-evident. The worst evident is means it's manifest or known. It's apparent. Uh, anyone who's participating in those sins, they, they know it. Um, when, when I, when, when I'm, whenever I'm driving, I feel like that if I'm not passing someone, I'm not getting where I need to go. You know? That's right. <laughs> Says the man who just drove back from vacation. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you don't have to tell anybody. They, they know it. And w- why is that? Why do they know that? What's the theological reason for that? Revelation of God comes in several formats. One format is that the revelation of God is in nature and in creation. What's the other revelation of God? I- I- internal. Everyone understands and knows that there is a God. I mean, that's built in. So that's your greatest evangelistic uh, Evidence. Everyone knows, knows, uh, and I mean, it's, it's broadcast and throughout all of creation, right? So everyone knows that there is a God. They just choose to ignore it, all right? So whenever you're out evangelizing, it's kind of cool because you know they know. <laughs> They're just choosing to ignore it, right? Okay, so, but, so these, these, these works of the flesh, they're evident, they're known, they're, the things that we don't really have to talk all that much about. And then he says, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, whenever someone wants to emphasize something in Greek, what do they do? They say it twice. Verily, verily, I say unto you. All right? They say it twice. Paul's not only saying that I told you beforehand, uh, and then I just as I also told you in time past. I mean, he's like, look, we've been over this. All right, we we we've talked about this before. This is something that's self-evident. I mean, it's he's he's building an argument here, like like you know, like in spades. Um, and he says that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. All right, now this is typically where um, if you don't believe in eternal security, you say, "There it is, right there." You can lose your salvation. You, you get caught up in these sins and that type of thing, and bang, you're out. You're out of the kingdom of God. Eternal security is, well, if you receive eternal life and then you lose it, it never was eternal, was it? Okay? I mean, that's just grammatics. 
And I mean, that's about as simple and straightforward as it gets. What he's saying here is, and remember we've been talking about your walk, what you've been known for, what your life's known for. If your life is known for these things, all right, if this is what people are going to put on your gravestone, if this is what God's going to write on your Facebook status, if this is what, what you, the way that you are, you never had it to begin with. Okay? Alright? Because God gives the believer the opportunity not to sin. It gives us the choice not to sin. Okay? And, but, but if it's, if it's characteristic, um, so it's not an issue of losing your salvation, but it rather an issue of whether you had it to begin with or not. Okay? So, let's go on to the next section. Fruit of the Spirit. Uh, fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, remembering your wife is at the other campus. Uh, against such thing there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, again, same thing, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Okay? So again, here's our list. This is the good list. Alright? And I think there's some specifics about the list itself, especially because as it relates to other places that lists like this are, are, are revealed in Scripture. Okay? But I didn't really necessarily want to specifically talk about the list because I think we all understand it and, and know it and have heard it often and so forth. But let's break it down. All the things that are just outside of this list, okay, in this scripture verse. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is, again, it's what your life is known for. Not, not a whole lot, you know, but again, same concept that Paul's been working on, your walk. What are you known for? What, it, what would other people say about you and so forth? Uh, interesting that he says that against such there is no law. This is a reference back to the Galatians because, okay, we've been talking about they're all about the law. And Paul's like, no, it's not all about the law. It's all about Jesus, all right? It's the Sunday school now, not Sunday, uh, Saturday school, right? So this is all about, <clears throat> um, uh, it's all about uh, um, not uh, the, the fulfillment of the law. And uh, it's similar to the self-evident comment that he made uh, back uh, about uh, the, the, the bad list, right? It's like these things are self-evident as well, all right? We all are built, made in the image of God, right? So having been made in the image of God, we can recognize these things, right? Okay? If we're really honest with ourselves. And then this is cool here. And those who are, are our Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Uh, historically, there's been lots of interpretations of this. Um, you know, there's um, essentially, there, there's actually full doctrines that are really built around this one phrase, that we've crucified the flesh. And a lot of people want to say that, oh, you know, now we have the opportunity to be perfect. We should never sin again, ever. I feel like a uh, Taylor Swift con Never, ever, never, ever, uh, never, ever again. All right? Uh, Taylor Swift moment there. Uh, so, my daughter's not even making eye contact with me. <laughs> so, you, you know, um, 
And, and it's just like not even close to the truth, you know? Because God makes a provision for whenever we fall off the wagon, we get back. It's not, it's, it's not if we fall off the wagon, it's when we fall off the wagon. And, and when we fall off the wagon, what do we do? That's what God's really concerned about, right? So here's, here's the thing. When it says crucified the flesh, essentially means one thing. We're able not to sin. God gives us a choice. Before, every, we, before we have this, had the Spirit, before we were indwelled with the Spirit, when you, when you ask Christ to be your Savior and you're, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the opportunity not to sin now. Before, you didn't really have an opportunity not to sin. You may have done some things that were morally good or you know those types of things, but still, it was all for your own good. You know, So essentially, it's just now back around to we're able not to sin. But people have turned this historically around. And, 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 and it's not just you know the independent Baptists where I went to school and, and that type of thing where they, they had a list of what movies not... Uh, no, you didn't even, not even what movies not to go. You didn't even go to movies. Why? Because people think you might have gone to one of the one on the bad list. Lists again... Same thing you've heard from Galatians. Same thing with the law. You know, all, all this focus on a list. It's not a list. It's a relationship, right? Okay. So, um, uh, same thing, uh, the, the folks with the health and wealth gospel. All right. You're supposed to be healed. Everyone's supposed to be healthy. If you're not healthy and successful, something's wrong with you. You need to get yourself right with God. You know, it's, it's one thing that this gray hair on the top of my head has taught me, and that is, God uses my trials in my life to build my character and my relationship with Him far more than He uses the, the amount that's in my checking account. Far more than He uses the health of me and my family. He uses every single one of the trials in my life, including the engine given out halfway on the way home. From <laughs> he uses those things in our lives to build them. And so, of course, this does not mean that life is perfect now. It, God never intended that. But, just like the Galatians added something to the gospel, many times we add something to the gospel or to the Christian life, and that is, everything's supposed to be rosy. Everything's supposed to be perfect. If something's, not, if something's out of place, all of a sudden there's something wrong with me. I'm not right with God. and That's a, that's a line of hooey. All right, that just doesn't, it just doesn't, that's not, that's one of the things that just irritates me more than anything else that I see in, 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 in modern Christianity because it has a whole slew of believers that are just uh, reeling, trying to figure out what they're doing wrong when it's nothing. Satan's completely got them off kilter and listening to the wrong gospel, which is a, which is a my life needs to be perfect gospel. Okay, so all right, let's look at the next one. All right, if we live the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Same thing that he's been talking about. If you live, then you walk, then you then you show. All right, so live equals walk. Walk equals no flesh. Okay, if we if you don't want to walk in the flesh. You have to walk in the Spirit. And, you know, 
without getting to the whole, you know, positive reinforcement versus negative reinforcement argument of discipline, God still does that same thing with us. He says, if you want to walk in, if you want to walk in the spirit, you have to live in the spirit. If you live in the spirit, you walk, then you walk, then you don't do the works of the flesh. It's plain and simple. All right, but it's a lifetime of application for us. Okay. All right. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And actually, this is all about overstepping the spirit right back into the flesh. And when I was speeding down Hickson Pike, I had great intentions. I was trying to make things right. And I blew right past walking in the spirit and I went right back into uh, being in the flesh. Okay? And that's what I want to take a, uh, the rest of this lesson really talking about is essentially the overexpression of walking in the Spirit. When you're trying to do something so right, you go right back into the flesh. And there's, there's a balance here. And it's one thing that I think we've lost touch with in a big bad way in our modern church. And that is the, the, the concept of discernment. The concept of, of using our head, not following a list. Walking in balance, walking in the spirit, you know, and, you know, if you, and, and, and if you over express something, then it comes right back around to being in the flesh. How many times have you had uh, just a little too much love from a two year old? Right? How much time, how much have you had just a, uh, you, you've had too much of a person. If someone's violating your personal space, right? That's a little bit too much of that person. Yeah, Bethany had that for the last three days. <laughs> we had we had family in town and a very anxious six-year-old to be right with you, Kristen. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you know you get you can get a little too much of something. So what I wanted to do is take a little bit of a look at this and I'm looking at the 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 I want to look at the list all right and this is the fruit of the spirit and I want you to help me talk about this for just a second and 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 and, and there's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a word up or a, a concept across from this like the overexpression of this all right but I wanted to get y'all involved in this all right so what I'm going to put the first one up there and just see what y'all think if you got too much love or the, uh, someone who is you know not just known for love but is just loving all over you um helicopter mom comes to mind there right is the, is their attitude really really right typically yeah all right are are they are are, are but but at times they they're doing too much for that child and not letting that child grow up and and handle things on their own and so forth. So that is an overexpression of love. Any other ideas? Someone who who loves too much? How about how about someone who hugs more than you probably ought to uh, that, that you would like them to? Right? Right? Okay. You walk away going, <laughs> you know. Okay. You think of anything like that, or that someone you might know like that? Okay. That was really what was going on with me. 
I love my wife more than anything on this planet. And to think that she thought I left her there without, that was just crawling all over me. And I just couldn't, I had to make it right. But again, I blew right past it. A lot of blew right past a lot of people on the way there. All right. How about joy? What would what would the overexpression of joy? Insincere, right? Good, good. Because I mean, it has the, actually the opposite effect, didn't it? Right. I thought giddy, not serious. Someone who can't take life seriously, and so forth. You know, that's the overexpression of that joy, right? And you can go, you can flip right past that. Okay. How about peace? Someone who wants peace at all cost. Someone who wants peace that's that's willing to give up their own freedoms and so forth, so far to to make peace with everyone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or someone who's trying too hard to make peace. <clears throat> Afghanistan, <clears throat> yeah, um, you know th- something like that, right? Okay, uh, it, it's many times someone who 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 wants peace at all costs, they just end up being far too passive. So there's no balance there, right? How about long suffering? What's that? Won't defend themselves. Excellent, right? Uh, it's somewhat, I, I get walked on. Someone who, you know, uh, well, just, just kick me again. It's all right. It's just my life. This is the way it is. You know, I'm just, I'm just nothing. You know, uh, someone who, who's willing to put up with far too much before they, they say something about it. All right? A uh, lot of, a uh, lot of opportunity for psychologists here, you know. Right? Okay. What about uh, someone kindness who's always kind? Again, they can be taken advantage of. Right? You know, uh, give me another dollar. I need a dollar. I need you to do this. Or, you know, I need you to fix this computer. Yeah, that, that, that happens to me. <laughs> and then you start saying no, and then the, and you have an opportunity for a conversation there. <laughs> right? Okay. So that's, that's kind of, how about goodness? That, that that one was a little tougher for me, because a lot of these are are, are kind of similar, all right? Kind of you know showing us uh, too sweet. Someone who again I think he said it in uh, disingenuine, you know, someone who's going to be just, you know they just have no backbone. <laughs> they're just too sweet. They're just not you know they're not standing up for anything that way. Okay, faithfulness. That was a harder one for me. Someone who's who's like overly faithful, right? And then I then I kind of had a little breakthrough. Um, at our school, uh, the receptionist or the administrative assistants, you know, they're they constitute really about only ten percent of our staff, but they do about like ninety percent of the work, right? You know, folks like that. So that all of a sudden you, you've, you've got these people that are just really, you know, getting taken advantage of, you know, uh, and those are our 20 percenters. And 
and I've taken to referencing them often in our, our staff meetings. We're going to wear out our 20 percenters. Right? You know, and, and, and I know, I know when, I, uh, when I look at the list of uh, uh, whether it's EAC or any other event around here, I pretty well recognize all those names. A lot of them in this room. Right? They're, they're the same folks doing the same stuff every time. Every time. Did I say every every time? Yeah, every every, every time. Same folks, right? So we're, we can wear those people out in a heartbeat, and then they get overworked. Gentleness. Gentleness. There we go. Uh, someone who's too gentle and so forth, and just too soft-handed, and you know, and that, and that type of thing, they ended up not not getting actually anything done. That's real possible, right? Okay, self-control. That one had question marks for two days. <laughs> uh, someone who, uh, what's that? Uh, stoic. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I ended up uh, inactivity. Uh, I, and and I I have a I have an I, I have a, a friend who. Um, uh, finally, it kind of had an idea, and I, it's kind of a running joke that if you call him, don't worry, he's not going to answer the phone because he's, you know, exercising extreme discipline over, you know, his home time and that type of thing, and he, he typically won't have his cell phone with him or, or that type of thing. So if you call him, uh, ninety percent of the time, you're not going to, he's not going to answer the, his cell phone. Uh, unless it's during the day, uh, and he's at work, and not in the meeting. So, and, and some of that, you know, just having that real control over things, sometimes that can produce inactivity. But I wanted to say, I wanted to just talk through these things, because, you know, we, we, we focus on the list, but we don't focus necessarily on what God is actually saying, and what he's using the list for in Scripture. And the fact of the matter is, it's still getting right back down to the exact same thing that we talked about last week, which is, if you walk in the Spirit, you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And we've taken two weeks now to, 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 to express that same concept, is that if you walk in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, but this week what we're saying is walk in the Spirit in balance. Don't overdo it. Don't, 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 Love someone to the exclusion of, of being right and proper and disciplined and letting them fulfill their own responsibilities and so forth. All right? Don't have so much joy that people don't take you seriously and so forth. And, there, and we can run right down the list again. So the, 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 the point is this week in application, okay? What's the point? Well, the point is that these things uh, were, were the, 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 the things of the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the bad list. I'm losing my, my train of thought there. The bad list or the, the um, works of the flesh. Thank you. Funny how those things leave you. The works of the flesh, these things were evident. They were, you know, were, were known. Uh, the, the things with, uh, of the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, that was known as well, and so forth. But neither one of these things were necessarily really acted on 
they know what to do, it's just hard to apply. So, in how to personalize it, apply it. Just because you know something doesn't mean that you're applying it. Okay? Action. You have to, you know, it's not enough to just know what the list is, you know, or, and so forth. We have to act on these things, and we have to make it a habit of life, and we have to work hard at it, okay? And it's not something that's, that's easy. Uh, why? Because we're all in the same boat. We all have the flesh, and it's all warring against us 24-7. So we need to have a 24-7 walk in the Spirit, okay? Um, number two, think through what you are known for. What what uh, what what does your life demonstrate? Are you doing something too often? Or are you doing something not enough? Are you doing something that's that's uh, part of the the the, the uh, walk in the spirit? Or are you doing something that's works of the flesh? So, in application to us personally, know that if I have a lifestyle of sin. Uh, there's a real possibility. I'm, 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 I need to question my relationship with God if, if it exists at all. And if I am, if I am a believer, if you can't find victory over sin, um, you might not have the key ingredient, which is the Spirit. So, and that makes it impossible for you to walk in the Spirit because it ain't there. And I would much rather see you solve that today and solve that. And, and for eternity and get that right then to look right, seem right, follow a list. Because again, that list ain't going to get you to heaven. Okay? And it's not going to say, it's, it's not going to make your life full of peace. Right? Uh, again, the conceited or the overexpression or the, uh, the comparativeness or any of those things, uh, of, of this, of the spirit can pull you right back into the works of the flesh. And so just focus on the spirit and be balanced about it. Um, I think most of the folks in here, you know, you, you understand that uh, we, uh, uh, if, if you're single, you need to have a good group of friends because they help you walk in the spirit. If you're married, you have someone right there to help you walk in the spirit. If you're married to an unbeliever, you need to find some friends that help you walk in the spirit. Why? That's one of the principal uh, purposes of the church is fellowship. That's what fellowship is all about. It's helping each of other walk in the spirit so that we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh because that is what makes us a body of believers. All right? You have your homework at the bottom of the sheet and it is Galatians chapter 6 1 through 5 bearing and sharing burdens one of my favorite scriptures um, we talked about that several months ago, um, uh, and we're going to talk about it again. All right, so we're going to talk about it next week. So do your homework on that. Send your stuff to Jim, uh, those with commentaries and things like that that you're reading. And it's 9.43. I'm a minute late. Sorry, man. All right, pray at your tables. Thank you.